I feel like we started this season or whatever we're calling them now um, in like the throes of the pandemic. Like I think the last season we ended and it was kind of like, yeah, like it's coming up, whatever. And I feel like the beginning of the season, it was like deep into it. We were finally getting, I don't know about you, but I felt like I was getting some sort of like COVID, like COVID slash quarantine routine going on. Like mm-hmm. I had finally adjusted, I feel like from my literal depression <laughs> from the first wave of the like lockdowns and quarantine. And that was the beginning of the season. And now it's the end of the season. And it's like, we are once again in a state of unknown because it's like, oh, things are opening up. Like, what is that going to look like? And it's like, just as we adjusted, we now have to readjust. Readjust. Hi, friends. My name's Nadine. And my name is Thadini. And welcome to You Know What I Mean. in the pandemic that yeah. all of those kept it was like a it, it was like a, we were like a broken record because we kept being like it's the pandemic what are we gonna do and yeah. we got feedback of people being like enough people were like you're depressed like go like stop <laughs> yeah. recording and go to see a therapist like that's the feedback we got and by by who we got it from it was ourselves we would listen <laughs> back to our episodes and be like I'm oh. actually like Dad, like no one wants to hear this because I recorded it and I myself don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> and and anytime like one of us says something, yeah. the other person just adds to it, and it's like we just dig ourselves into a hole. So yeah. happy that there's some what of a light at the end of the tunnel because yeah. your girl's tired. Your girl is tired. I am tired, but I feel like. What do I feel like? I said I said nothing. I like I feel like nothing, because um, I'm still depressed. No, I'm I just kidding. think the best way to end this season is to once again give the fans what they want and have another episode where we talk about the pandemic <laughs> and about how we're so sad. Yeah, giving the people what they want: depression, misery, loves company. No, I was gonna say that I feel like there's too much going on at all times either I am adjusting to like the world ending and it's like stop (laughs) stop racism but also stop everything like stop living basically don't go out like stop everything and now things are opening back up and everyone's like do the most they're like volume max it like they're like it's like I'm like I can't I just I can't like I I don't I don't understand why we live in these extremes like can we just like be careful let's take it easy like let's take a chill pill let's like take it down a notch Mm -hmm. like I just want to relax for five seconds and not like have my life be like disrupted (laughs) you know what I mean and I just feel like things are opening and that's great and I felt like I would do a lot of the things that I did before the quarantine 
And either I was like, oh, it'll either be fine. Or I was like, I'm absolutely not going to have the energy to do it. And I find Mm -hmm. myself somewhere in the middle, which I love. I love a middle um, where I'm like, I don't have the energy to be like back at that level of like going out and doing stuff all the time, but like going out and like seeing people like, you know, in like moderation, isn't the right word, but like, you know, sometimes like it actually gives me energy because I can't just be at home endlessly doing nothing. Yeah. I find that, um, I don't, I don't know how I feel like as we sort of transition, I think it's like you said, like, I, I just feel like I've been in this constant state of readjustment and now that we're heading back into a, like, I say that we're heading back to normal, but it's not really normal. So it's like, you're readjusting again. And I've sort of developed this anxiety around crowds where I'm like, "Uh, day (laughs) get the hell away from me don't come to me like just I don't like to be around people as much as I used to um and I I, I've kind of just gotten comfortable hanging out at home yeah and actually I have noticed that with you because I'll literally be like hey let's do this and you're like silence I will hear silence on you I'm like she doesn't want to leave the house (laughs) yeah it's because you know what it it's like it's this, I have to prep, not just like my look, like how I, how I look, I have to look like a decent human being, but I actually have to like mentally prep myself that I'm leaving the house, that I have to have my mask on, that I'm going to like expose myself. Like, it's just like all of these pent up anxieties from the last year and a half that just seep out in different ways. Like we literally will be going like, We'll be like, oh, let's go get bubble tea. And I'm like, okay, do, do I want to go get bubble tea? Does that, does that feel okay with me? And it's yeah. just, it's, your girl's tired. I know. But you know, I don't think you're alone. Like, I think a lot of people feel like that. And I think like, I, I, w- I, I went away. I like really stuttered saying that, but I went away to New York. Tarini actually was like, I'm fucking leaving. I was like, guy, I was like, first of all, I need this vaccine. And like Canada, you are not giving it to me. <laughs> fast enough at this at this point in time um so I was like I need to get this I was like I need this now and I really gotta go um but also just in general I left and I think that leaving was frankly the best thing I could have done and Mm. I know it's like a very privileged thing to have even been able to go anywhere um and kind of been able to go to like another safe place and Mm. not feel like I'm exposing myself and my family to like um, to the coronavirus. Um, and so I totally get that. And I totally acknowledge that. Um, but I am very grateful for the chance to go away because I think if I had stayed in the lockdown state that Ontario specifically was in, which was like the most, like you could not step out of your house without it being like an Amber alert. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the point is, is that I left and I think that if I were still in Ontario where it was like this level of lockdown, mm-hmm. I really would have, I think, felt it the same way that you're feeling it now because yeah, because this lockdown, like as intense as it was, really had an impact on people's mental health. Yeah. Um, and I think being able to go away and one, just getting a change of pace in general and two, being in like a 
situation where things had opened up and like things and you kind of saw people doing it you weren't like the you weren't like the the guinea pig of like starting to do it yeah if that makes sense but like people were already doing it and you're like okay like other people are reintegrating into society like I can also reintegrate into society like it gave me a different perspective so I totally totally get where you're coming from and I think had I not left like I would have been the exact same way well I feel like it probably and I don't want to speak for you but I'm sure it also gave you a sense of comfort like in a in a way like you were almost you guys were so far ahead of us at especially at the time that you were able to like look and look at the future exactly exactly and coming back to Ontario was you had to come it was like a step backwards in terms of where you had been with COVID yes but also it was like you know even though things were open and like whatever it's not like you were doing it at that level like even for and what I mean by that is like restaurants were open like everything was open like you could pretty much do whatever you wanted but but it's not like you would go ahead and do it like you know what I mean like if a bar is open or a club is a club is open like I'm not gonna go to a bar in a club just because it's open yeah um so coming back like I still obviously like it was way more shut down over here but my level of what I was doing didn't change too much Mm. because of that reason. Um, But you're right. Like it gave me a perspective on like kind of where it's going, which I think helped ease my anxiety on like, oh, what will it look like? Because I had kind of seen what it would look like. Um, But yeah, just in general, I think, I think the better half, not even the better half, the entire last year and a half that we have survived, we have spent it in fight, in flight, or in freeze, mm. like in either one of those three, three things. And I think for me personally, like, I feel like I've gone through all of those cycles. Like I have at some point been like, nope, I'm not doing this anymore. Like this is too hard. Like I need to figure out a way to deal with this. And then at some point I was in flight where I left. I literally hopped on a flight and I, I flew away. Um, and then I was in freeze for a big part of it. Cause I was like, I don't know how to process everything that's going on. I yeah. don't really know what to do. I don't know what I want to do or feel comfortable doing. And so I'm just like frozen. Yeah. It's kind of like wear and tear. Like I feel like the impact of the pandemic has just, um, it, it was just so, it was a lot for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think, I'm not feeling like, like I'm energized. You're going to look like an elf. Like I'm not feeling energized. Like I'm coming, I feel like I'm re-emerging into society. Like, uh, I'm here. I, we're up here. I know what you mean. Um, Okay, literally you're going to make fun of me, but I started watching The Hills, The New Beginnings or whatever. I'm which is like trash like it's like the hills itself was like so bad like whatever I actually love when first of all I'm very curious what sold you on it because they would have like after the hills ended they had this whole like do you remember that um Lauren Conrad expose like you came over we watched it together it turned out to be nothing but she basically was like 
everything was scripted a to z yeah so i need to know like what sold you on the hills First um the fact that i was in a pandemic is what sold me <laughs> the fact that i like had literally nothing better to do that i was like well fuck it like i need new tv to watch like i'll just watch it um so i did but i think what sold me on it is like i've said this many times i'm a very anxious person and i don't like like change like change is scary to me like change yeah. makes me nervous and i like it when i when i do it and i do push myself to do it but i rely on on these sort of like quote comfort. So like, mm. I will always go back to what I know. So I will rewatch a movie 150,000 times. Like I rewatch a lot of shows. Like I will rewatch, like I'm not rewatching the Hills obviously because it's like the new beginnings, but it's like something I already know. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I'm yeah. just like, whatever, it's like trashy TV. Um, and it's like the only reality TV I watch. I don't even like reality TV aside from this. And this is like the worst of reality TV. So I don't know. Don't take my advice on TV shows, obviously. But um, for the reason that I brought it up is because the second season came out, I, I don't know, sometime like maybe a couple of months ago. And I just recently, like a couple of days ago, started watching it. Um, and they talk about like how much the pandemic has like, influenced them and like whatever like all of this stuff and how they're like re-emerging into society and I thought about it because you were talking about re-emerging into society like just not happy mm. and every single one of them is like I'm this like new and improved like <laughs> literally all of them like Brody like I think this season is going to be centered on Brody and so there Brody comes out and he's like I quit drinking I like soul searched I sage everything like I'm like a nature gal whatever like and then he like broke up with his wife or whatever and so like I'm literally thinking about it because the only one who literally reemerged and was like yeah fuck this shit was Spencer obviously literally obviously he's like I'm gonna give up eating pot pies like that was like what he was like my goal as we reintegrate into society is like give up pot pies because everyone was talking about one thing that they gave up because it like no longer served them and they realized through the pandemic and so now as things open up they're not going to go back to those like bad habits and the bad habit he was giving up was eating pot pies and literally the next shot is him in bed eating a pot pie and Heidi comes in and she's like I thought you weren't eating that anymore and he like doesn't even address it he just like moves on but the point so, of this story yes tell me what were you gonna say no sorry you go I'm like are we Spencer or Brody <laughs> I'm we're both Spencer. with the Popeyes <laughs> I'm feeling like Spencer with the Popeyes I'm fucking dead no 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 you know what we are we are none of them because they're trash. We're Lauren Conrad who didn't go back to the hills. That's who we are. And that's who we are emerging in society as Lauren Conrad. <laughs> this is who we are. And this, this is, is how we do or whatever. But the point of this is <laughs> I get it. Like I really do get it. I feel like reintegrating in society is daunting, but I've noticed that doing it in like small doses or like in ways that feel comfortable actually gives me so much energy and I feel so happy about it yeah that's actually a good point that is a good point I know you're talking about like why as a society we have to do everything in extremes and I feel like me as a person (laughs) 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 that's who I am I am just extreme I will either do none of it 
or I will do it all. And I, it's the same with our podcast. Yeah. And, and you and I are the same when we have a vision, it needs to be executed. It's like the most specific thing and we have to do every single step of it. Live, laugh, love. So I think, you know, if we're, we're not to, not to jump topics or anything, but I think if we like were to reflect on what the pandemic has taught us, I think it's like, (laughs) one, I think it's taught me like what it means to take something a day at a time. Cause that's literally been not only just what I've been doing the last year and a half, but what my response has been every time someone's like, how are you? I'm like, taking it a day at a time. Yeah. Um, but also it things don't have to be life doesn't have to be in extremes yeah absolutely. And, and things can change like if you don't like we were talking for example about um us moving out yeah this forever topic and um you brought up something and you're like we can we can always change our yeah. not our circumstance but like we can always change where we are yeah because because you know what I feel like or sorry, you, you keep going. I know that was my thought. Okay. Um, because, and the reason. <laughs> okay. Sounds good. I was like, cool. Thanks. Back to me now, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. That was a really um, good point. Debbie, thank you so much for bringing it up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, because, and the reason that I said that is because yeah. we were talking about moving and like all of a sudden we were like, either we're moving to New York or we're fucking staying at home. Like either we're moving across the world and yeah. building our home. Or across our- the world. Yeah. Like it's a two hour plane, plane drive. Not even. <laughs> it's like not even. It's like literally like an hour. But I just mean like we're either like we're doing the most yeah. or we're doing nothing. And I realize like doing that actually keeps us in a state of freeze like of complete inaction. Yeah, you're so this and this was an actual conversation that we had you between yeah. you and I. We were like we should move to New York. Yeah, literally. We're like we should move to New York. No, Vancouver. No. Okay, we're staying at home. Like I, see you next time. Because and uh, this is like a legit cycle with us with everything that we do cuz we like have this grand idea um but but like you said, we're very anxious people. So we get intimidated by the idea and then exactly. we don't do it. Exactly, which is why I was like, we can always change course. Like everything that we do, for example, if we're looking at moving, it doesn't even, like at that point I was like, oh, it's just for a year, but it doesn't even have to be for a year. Like there are less, like smaller, shorter leases, right? So like everything is just, and that's something that I think I've learned. Like everything mm. is temporary and you can always change it and I think that I do get caught up in thinking of like the most or the Mm. least and like I quite enjoy the middle so I don't know why I force myself to be like to think to think in that way because I like the middle like I like having a little bit of everything Mm. you know but I don't think like that I just when I do it, I like it, but I never think like that. Maybe it's something that you almost have to like compensate with yourself, but I don't know if compensate is the word. Like maybe you think of something, like you start with something big and then you scale it back based on whatever decision you're making. And then you sort of, you land somewhere in the middle where you're happy. 
but yeah so that's like you know when we talk about like who we're re-emerging as in society post-pandemic I think a big thing that I really try to remind myself of and like focus on for everything I do every single day mm. is is like is progress like you did something it may not have been the most but you did it in like a way that worked for today and therefore it's progress like it's progress over perfection I know everyone says that and it's like kind of lame but like mm. I'll think about it like when I set goals for myself or like when with my like habit tracker or something I'll be like did you read every single day it's like no but I read like a lot of times this week so like great progress over perfection or I'm like did you take your iron pills every single day it's like no, but I took it twice, which is better than nothing. So like progress over perfection. Cause like, it's exactly that thinking of like, you either do it every day all the time or just like throw it out the window, like never do it again. So like, that's something I really, really, really am like trying to like relearn. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. at some point, cause obviously at some point, like that is how you function when you're a kid. You're like, yeah, I did it when I did it and I don't do it when I don't do it. And it's like totally mm-hmm. fine. But then all of a sudden, when you become a quote adult, because that is not what I am, you like, for some reason, think it's like an extreme. I really love that. Like I'm sitting with what you just said about progress over perfection, because I I really do feel in, and you, you know, this like the, just the general pressure of yeah. whether it's like moving through your career or moving through your life. Yeah. I've really felt the pressure of that this last, this say, I'll say what last year and a half one more time, but like throughout this entire experience, because I think it, it was, it felt like the whole world had stopped, but when you went online, people's lives were still going, like people's lives still went on, Mm -hmm. but I felt like I froze. Yeah. yeah I love that progress over perfection I'm so glad because it's true like I just think it's like when you focus on that then the idea or the task or whatever doesn't become as intimidating Mm. and then you are more likely to do it yep but no I think I think just the idea in general of reintegrating into society like post-pandemic it's it's very daunting for a lot of people and I think it also like when we talk about all of the aspects that that entails like it's not just about I mean at this point in time it might just be about like going to like a restaurant or like going to the mall or like going to a store which like whatever is kind of like a a way of reintegrating but I think it becomes even more daunting when we look at like potentially the Uh, like big stressors in our life before which was like work or commuting or if you have kids like dealing with that Mm. um or school um and I feel like that is that is like that intimidating thing like for example I don't want to go back to work five days a week I don't even think I could go back to work five days a week like it would just be really really difficult for me and so like sometimes I get nervous when things open because I'm like, oh, well, does that mean that if this opens and now that's going to open and da, 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 and now I'm going to have to like go back to that pre-pandemic life, which frankly, like a lot of it, I don't miss. Mm. 
I really don't miss it. Like I, I don't, I think about like my schedule and I would like wake up at like 637. I would leave my house around 738. Mm-hmm. I would get to work an hour later. I would work till around six, hop on the train, come home, be home for literally 15 minutes, eat change, go to the gym, come home, have like an hour and a half, two hours max where I'd have to like unwind and like get ready for the next day and like do everything, maybe hang out with people. And then I would like go to bed. And it's like, there's no time like in your schedule or like your like life for any of the things that you want to do. Like, I feel like, I feel like our podcast, like even though, you know, towards the tail end of the season, we have started posting bi-weekly. I feel like our podcast is a great example of us being able to devote more time to it. Like, I feel like we've become, we post more often. Like we yeah. are like learning more quickly. We're more intentional with what we're doing. We like think we take the time to really think things through more. When I feel like a lot of the time pre-pandemic, we were on autopilot. And so like, that's something that I really want to continue to carry as you move into a post quote, post-pandemic world. But even like, I'm glad you brought up our podcast because I know like we talk about it. Did I just say You said podcast. Yeah, yeah, you did. The Arab and me came out. Um, The impact of the pandemic did have an effect on our podcast and how often we would post. Because even though you're right, like when we compare it to pre-pandemic times, like we definitely are posting a lot more and our content is a lot different. But when we compare it to this like high, high, high expectation that we've set for ourselves, we were never able to achieve it 100%. And there were even times, especially when like, like uh, just social unrest, anything where it was like, um, you know, with Black Lives Matter in the summer, or it was the anti-Asian racism, or if it was like, Everything that was happening in Palestine, all of the global events, like that just really sat heavy with us. And, and I, we just, I couldn't, neither of us could create for lack of a better word. So we literally froze exactly what you said. Yeah, no, I agree. But you know, what I find interesting is like a lot of people are now able to devote their time and energy to like learning about and understanding and fighting these like social inequities and injustices precisely because the world went on freeze. And like, I think even for us, like part of why we got so overwhelmed was because there were so many things to do and there were so many things that we like wanted to do and wanted to say and wanted to be a part of. Um, And like, that really was only possible because our entire lives weren't consumed by like all of these other things of like commuting, working, trying to find a social life, like trying to get sleep, like trying to take care of yourself, like all of, all of those other things. And like putting the world on pause, I think in some ways at least gave us time to reflect on like potentially what is important. And I think that's why a lot of these like movements and shifts in, in like societal ideology, which you can totally argue didn't happen, but I think it has come to the forefront for a lot more people than before. 
because we just like now had the time and space to think or like engage with those things yeah yeah I think that if anything what the pandemic has taught is the need for more like more empathy absolutely and just more the the importance of connecting with others yeah yeah I think that's a really big one like and like because connecting with others is like you can definitely say you had more connection before because of all the people you saw blah 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 but I feel like connections at least in my life I feel like have become deeper yeah or like have become more meaningful or like who you choose to spend your time with or like how you're connecting with people like it really has changed for me with I think almost every single person in my life unless like it was already perfect like I feel like our relationship obviously hasn't changed but I feel like a lot of other relationships have grown and changed and like one of the things that I'm I've recently been thinking about is like your relationship with yourself and like I think I really wouldn't have had the time to even come to that on like a personal level had I not had the time to do so with the pandemic yeah a hundred percent like I think about the pandemic and that's really when I started to like (laughs) I told someone I was their freaking healer or like when I started doing tarot readings like yeah or or just little things like that that have become so ingrained in my life yeah I picked up during this time and like ways that you connect better with yourself like yes yeah absolutely the only thing I can think about is like we've been able to gain access to the vaccination which is why we can even have these conversations yeah but there are so many people in the world like the majority of people in the world that have no access to yeah a vaccination and I feel like you know we've kind of touched on this before but like getting a vaccination and like having having a vaccine um or even having the choice to have one or not have one is is a privilege and it's like become the new form of like colonialism because you know very soon like it's you're gonna need a vaccine to be able to get on flights to be able to travel to be able to go to school, go back to work, like all of those different things. And I feel like the the real, like the only, the people that really have access to it are like, is North America and like a large part of the rest of the world, except yeah. for like the UK is like really struggling. And like, what does that say to you? Are you asking what what does that say to me? I'm like I was just I was just posing like a rhetorical question, but you literally were like, "Tell me what does it say to you?" I'm like, "What does it what does it say to me?" I think okay, well I'll tell you what it says to me. I think what it says to me is like first of all, it has become another form of like the West kind of colonizing the East and also like creating a sense of like othering the East versus the West. Mm. Um. But I think it's just at like such a disadvantage because the West will never be able to truly be COVID or pandemic free if there are, there's such a large part of the population that has not been vaccinated. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, any quote progress, if that's what you want to call it, that, that the West is making or that North America is making with being able to open things up or move forward um, in terms of like returning to a pre-pandemic life or moving towards some sort of hybrid that will always be in jeopardy because 
such a vast majority of the world mm-hmm. is not vaccinated and or is not vaccinated as much as they need to be and or doesn't have access to vaccinations at all. Um, and that will forever pose a threat. And so I think, you know, like being able to take the time of the pandemic to self-reflect and to think about, you know, what, think about anything and have the space and time to think is actually such a privilege in and of itself that I am afforded because I live in the West. Um, because for example, like people in India didn't have that unless you were super, 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 super rich, which most of the population is not. Um, and even then, you know, a lot of people did contract COVID and like, like all of India was dying. And then, you know, there's so, and that's not just happening in India. It's happening in many, many other parts of the world. And like, while we can say like, or I can say like, oh, well, during the pandemic, like it's given me a chance to reflect on my relationships or how I, my relationship with myself or like things that I need to work on or the person that I want to be or reintegrate back into society. Like it's also given, it's also been a time for like, mass unrest like yeah huge unrest and the increase of you know like domestic violence violence in general hate crimes racism like all of those things have also run rampant even more so than before um so it's and I feel like the vaccine is kind of a the vaccine like has become another form of intersectionality in that it's become another like identifier and another privilege in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I know there's all these com- conspiracy theories about where the coronavirus came from and um, who's really benefiting off of uh, people getting vaccinated. And I just, I remember having this conversation with my dad and no matter what the real um, story, I guess, is behind the coronavirus, how it came about, and who, again, is profiting off of the vaccines, we as people don't have a choice but to, to just protect ourselves and um, make sure our family and our friends are protected. And I think that's been the really hard part about this pandemic, too. It's just this idea that there's so much unknown that you just you have you have to sit with and um my brain is really fuzzy because it it does take it does take a toll on you like yeah you just it's it's like you're on the edge of your seat you're like you're on the edge of your seat but to to sort of like follow with what you're saying I'm on the edge of my seat from the West, you know, where I have a roof over my head. I have three, sometimes more meals a day. And I have a, I, I was comfortable during the pandemic. It wasn't easy, but I was safe and I was comfortable. But yeah, like you're like, in like your hierarchy of needs, like your basic fundamental needs were not put at risk. Yeah. Which is not to say that people in the East didn't experience that but like we specifically didn't experience it nor did like when you look at it comparatively the east versus the west it was obviously a lot harder in the west yeah exactly 
So I, I like I just I It's a lot it's a lot. Like I I I just I feel like it's a lot. Um and transitioning into a post-pandemic world is gonna be a lot. Um and I think I'm just I'm gonna take it one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs>